0: I welcome you today to day 19 of the earn more money challenge. We only have two more days to go. Thank you for the feedback I'm receiving from those who are following us and being very intentional to work on their money matters. Um, for those who've not hit their big, hairy, audacious goal for January, not to worry. But what you need to do is to make up for it in February. Maybe do an assessment using the self-evaluation workbook that uh, you'll find in the link below this video. Use it to evaluate what is it that you didn't do right or what do you need to improve on? What do you need to add on to what you're already doing? What do you need to tweak? Yeah? There's always a way out if we are willing to do what we are willing to what we, what we desire. So if you're willing to do the work and you're putting in effort and you're consistent, that consistent self-discipline, there's always a way out. And remember, winning with money is your birthright. Day 19 of the earn more money challenge. If my money is not growing, it's causing me pain. I multiply my income this year. So today our topic is earning a great salary is fantastic but does it guarantee wealth earning a great salary is fantastic but does it guarantee uh uh, wealth many or most of us strive to earn more in the job front even if you run your own business if you are actually doing things right it means their business should be paying you a salary as opposed to just withdrawing money from the business you need to be earning a salary so the question is when you earn a great salary but you all you do is spending it away then it will not help your financial position Today, we need to understand what wealth is. Because if we are just earning more money and we withdraw it all and spend it all, then the whole exercise is futile. We need to transform how we relate with the money that we earn so that we can elevate our financial well-being, live more purposefully, find fulfillment without having to keep chasing money because the way you spend keeps you on the treadmill of chasing money. Many professionals do simply what I'm talking about. They earn very big paychecks, but spend it all, and are becoming increasingly indebted. Looking at some insights from the debt.org, they stated that the more educated you are, the more debt you have. Hmm. It may not be a general statement, but majority you find that the people who are heavily indebted are equally heavily educated. It's because higher education and um, education, your level of education, your academics, your qualifications, have nothing to do with how you will relate with the money that will fall in your hands. Money is an energy and it's emotional. And it's driven, how you act around it, it's driven by the hardwired pattern in your subconscious mind. So until that process, you you go through the process, which is the money coaching core process of realigning your patterns to where you want to go, to your money goals, you'll find even earning more money will still not be a solution for you, yeah? We have to earn more and transform how we relate with it so that money ceases to be a pain, but it's a place that gives us fulfillment because we relate with it well. And also higher education, is more or less viewed or higher qualifications or higher job ranking in the job market is often uh, viewed with high income and high income leads to high spending so it's like you are expected to have this kind of a car you are expected to live in this kind of area address because you are the CEO of, or you are the head of a chair of, or you are the the director of. So there is that expectation that you need to drive this car, you need to stay in this address, you need to dress this way or the other way, you should not repeat suits uh, in a month, You, you need to take your children to this and the other school, yeah? You need to go for this kind of holidays, You can't be seen in a holiday where there are so many people crowding all over. There is need to be private and serene. The thing is, often you find many professionals giving to this expectation. But the people who put these expectations on you don't pay your bills. And often you find these are expectations that are in our heads. We put them on our heads ourselves. We put the pressure on ourselves so the money goes you earn it it flips through your hands you earn more it flips through your hands you work day and night you are away from your family because of work you they hardly see you when you come back you're tired with more work then whatever it is that you earn just disappears you earn bonuses for good performance But your bank account is empty and you are indebted. So we need to change this and begin paying attention on the right stuff. Not only to pay attention on how much I earn. But we need to pay attention on building wealth. And building wealth has all to do with how you manage your money. How do we measure this? One way to measure your wealth is calculating your personal net worth. And personal net worth here is your total assets less your total liabilities. And it's important to also take the contingent liabilities. What do I mean by that? For instance, you have a loan, a mortgage. That mortgage attracts an interest of 13%. Yeah? That mortgage attracts an interest of 13% per annum. So that portion of the interest needs to go under your liabilities so that we don't overstate this thing we call assets. Because at the end of the day, you need to spend money to pay that interest. So your net worth, your assets, assets less your liabilities. But even when you pick up your assets, they need to be assets that work for you. There are some assets that even if you have and you call them my assets, they are likely not to translate into cash flow when you need them or they are likely not to make a a, a change for you. For instance, ancestral land. Yeah? when you want to educate your children, maybe in the city, you want to live in the city and you have this big, ancestral land at Upcountry, it will not help you when you need it, yeah? It will serve a very different purpose later, maybe. So to pay attention on the things we classify as assets against liabilities. So too often you find people get caught up with the, showmanship of wealth meaning they look at the material things that they believe a wealthy person should have um which have said the gadgets uh, and all these and call these things assets these are depreciating assets they simply take money out of your pocket yeah the big houses the flashy cars because you have to service them you have to maintain them you have to constantly spend on them to retain that look but if you don't own these items and you have purchased them on borrowed money it doesn't it does not increase your net worth of which that is what more often they are they are bought on borrowed money so first of all they are depreciating in nature secondly they are. you have to keep servicing the debt thirdly you have to keep spending to maintain them so pay attention pay attention on the things you call your assets well while, while most people do this surprisingly people who are millionaires who are building wealth are the ones who don't have a lot of flashy purchases and don't look the part because they invest their money and get their money working for them so they, they always look okay fine i've earned a million this month how can i make it work for me where can i put it where it can generate another hundred thousand so that by maybe the next month or another six months, it is maybe 1, 1. 1.2 million. They look at multiplying their earnings. And it's the essence of this forum, yeah? I multiply my earnings this year. Yeah, pay attention and be clever on how you handle your money. Debt is expensive and it costs money to borrow money. But saving and investing, it earns money. So the idea about this space, earning more money, is to earn more money, retain it, and grow it. Continue that cycle. Earn more, retain, grow. Earn, retain, grow. Earn, retain, grow. Keep going on that cycle. And you're on the right trajectory to build your wealth. So, taking time to understand what your personal net worth means is important because you understand your current financial position and what you need to work on to improve it. Then, personal net worth is the true value to measure your financial progress when you are getting out of debt and building wealth. Because measuring your financial wealth is important and it's very key. Here are some motivating factors to start calculating your personal net worth. Calculating your personal net worth offers you the most accurate picture of your financial health. Yeah, instead of looking at things like oh my car, my uh, uh, this is my car where I live and all this, which means you are equating your net worth. Yeah. Ideally, your self-worth, you're actually equating it to material things. So, personal net worth is how much money is left over for you if you were to sell off everything you had. Net worth tracks your financial progress. You measure month on month, year on year, and watch your progress grow. And you're likely to pay attention and see... Where is it that I need to, I may be risking, and it's not aligned to where I'm going. Network helps you keep your debt level in perspective. When you understand your financial position, you can work at increasing your wealth. And it's simple to calculate your net worth and straightforward and easy to track periodically. It's not a complex thing. It's just your total assets, money liabilities, but you have to classify the right assets. It's the most important number when measuring the true sense of how rich you are. Another indicator is your financial independence number. Your financial independence number is the amount of money you need to be able to leave off the returns on your net worth without depleting your net worth and without adjusting your desired lifestyle. And this is so important because you find that we work so hard when we get to age 60 because of not having planned our investments correctly, you find, or you retire with no tangible investments, you find that the lifestyle just drops and your body is in a shock and you just can't adjust to that, and that can lead to early death. So, we need to be able to structure our investments, our portfolio, in a way that it helps us build an ideal financial independence number. And this comes about by having an ideal portfolio income streams, made up of assets or investments that generate cash the cash flow you desire so if you don't know where to put your money and how to 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 build up an ideal portfolio ask it is better to ask if you compare the fee you'll come to me and i charge you for doing that kind of work and the cost of losing money yeah because of putting it in the wrong investments you'll find you actually lose much more, it would have been better to consult. So let's not fear consultancy fee, it actually saves us a lot. Yeah. So if you look at the money journal, there's a topic on Opportunity Fund, page 163. And it says that there are two major categories of income streams, the active income which is employment and business and passive income, which is real real estate or portfolio. Passive income entails making money and income without having to necessarily work for it. And that's what we need to prepare for because our working time, our active working time is limited. 60 years may sound a lot for a 20 year old, Or, and what at what point do we begin working? You finish university, university maybe at 23. By the time you look for a job and settle in a new job, maybe you're going to 28. Um, Before you know it, you are halfway the journey. And if you look at the kind of money you need to be able to invest to generate the salary and fund the lifestyle that you've put yourself in, you need quite a lot of money. So you need to begin now if you've not started so that is you put in the work setting up the income stream and then over time income continues to come in without additional effort some passive income streams like real estate may involve huge capital outlay at the onset so paying a mortgage up to when you retire for your house that is not passive income You still have to maintain that house after your retirement. It will need repairs, it will need so many things. So sometimes we overly focus on the mortgage for my house where I live. And we forget that you'll need to eat in that house. You'll need medical. You'll need to continue helping in the community. People will still expect you to be a supportive person even if you've retired. Because we are part of our community. So let's pay attention on these numbers your net worth, your personal net worth, and your financial independence number. I hope you found this of value and thank you for the feedback that we are getting. And uh, I look forward to tomorrow and the day after when we actually finish this Earn More Money Challenge and preparation for our next session in the Money Coaching Hub on 7th of February at 7pm if you've not registered for the money coaching hub this is the time because in that forum we just don't let you talk stories we need to make shifts that translate into cash flows so that you elevate your financial well-being you earn more transform how you use it elevate your financial well-being without chasing money it's a wrap with me Edith Sidondo your money coach Let's reconnect tomorrow on episode 20. Bye for now.